Hi, welcome to the podcast of Murashah. Uh, this is Suhaib. Uh, it's our first uh, podcast. Uh, it's something that we've been over uh, a few months thinking about and finally we're there. Uh, on our first podcast, we've got our first guest, Tanmay uh, Pangam. Uh, someone that I know for a while who's ridden motorcycles. Uh, we share the same... Uh, for, uh, you know, love for two stroke, uh, two strokes. He's had almost the same bike that I started off riding with the RX 100. And, uh, now I think he's, I mean, over the past 20 years, he's moved on to bigger bikes. So, uh, welcome, Tanmay. I think, uh, I mean, uh, it's, you're the first one on our podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty excited as much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So tell us more about yourself first and then I'll go directly into the, topic that we were supposed to be, which is small ADVs versus big ADVs. Hmm. Super, man. Nice, nice to have, you know, been here now. And it's good fun, you know, being the first one, the first guinea pig, I would say, <laughs> to be on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a learning, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a very big learning for us. So we've, I mean, over the past one week, we've just been trying and we're like, listen, that, it needs to move on. And, uh, I think the objective that uh, we have from our side is that uh, let's talk to people who have been, you know, riding for some time, which, who know, you know, the motorcycles. Uh, and we want to bring out the whole culture of motorcycling and the old school. So we're going to try to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to start off with you. <laughs> so, well, I'm always up for new stuff, man. Yeah. It's good fun, that way. Yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah. I think I'll get into I'll get into the topic, which is the Small ADVs versus big ADVs. Uh, I think uh, there's always the first question that comes to me uh, when we address this topic is, you know, why are we getting into an ADV and what is it? So uh, I think you've you've owned uh, Audi ADVs, ADV tours. Uh, I mean, I come from uh, riding a Tiger for a while. Uh, so I think I'll ask you that question. <laughs> it's better to send it across to you. So my journey, it's it's always been not about getting there very, very fast, but it's about having fun along the way as well. And in a more, over the years, you know, bones start creaking, you want to explore more, you want to go beyond tarmac. And I realized, that, hey, I need a more comfortable ride, something that will get me, you know, into the bushes and get me back out safely as well. I go through a stream and I won't want to leave parts down yeah. in the water, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I've come down to, you know, more yeah. ADV centric preference currently yeah. over time. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, sorry, what, what bike, what ADV bike, uh, if I was to ask you, are you, are you on right now? So I, right now I'm currently riding the Royal Enfield in Mali. Mm-hmm. This is amongst the first lot, the 2016 edition, the PS3 one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carbureted, a bit troublesome initially, but otherwise quite dependable. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But it's, is, it, is it really working for you? Like, I mean, that's, you've probably thought about a small, well, a small ADV or an entry level ADV that I would say. And uh, is it really going, is it taking you places and, are you okay with the kind of miles that you're doing? Because I believe that's what an ADV tour is. I mean, uh, it should be able to take you there farther 
without any problems and you know you 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 can you can explore the trails and all that so is it doing the job or are you <laughs> it, it has uh, i mean it's been a surprise but it definitely has mm-hmm. a happy one at that of course i want it to be faster and lighter yeah <laughs> but that goes i mean even as a person as well i would want to be that way but it's okay yeah, yeah. we we stand up and we just keep pushing along man. just moving on okay so what is that one thing if i was to ask you that an adv should have that you know makes it different to probably a street bike because i i i mean i've ridden quite a few kilometers in india and uh, there's people who still ride you know street bikes long i've seen people who have taken the hayabusa's up to you know the place that everybody wants to go which is ladakh you know, i've seen that also happen so <laughs> what is it for you that will get you that so i i definitely love a taller suspension a more comfortable one with the ground clearance yeah yeah because the roads that we have the kind of terrain that we have even what masquerades as tarmac in most of a country uh definitely ground clearance and taller suspension yeah yeah so i i, I don't know if you remember that i I moved up from uh I mean the the, the touring path started off I mean I think everybody in this country has they start off with the oil and feed someday and uh, that was that was me also like a classic 500 and then uh I was really I mean I see that it in quite a few times and then I said listen I, if I'm doing such long journeys uh having you know parts fall off and having a seized engine doesn't help because you're stuck somewhere <laughs> and uh, the, honestly the only reason i moved up to an er6 at that time was because you know what this is reliable it'll get me there and i started touring on that bike like i went two up on that bike till bangalore from bombay and uh, and then uh, you were young and you know you're like hey listen you know i can't do this again and again and uh, eventually <laughs> it was exactly the same thing i came back and i said hey maybe i need to uh, get a bike that doesn't tire me out and uh, the tiger was one of uh, the best choices the reason i picked it up was because again you're saying travel you know suspensions uh, it makes you lazy because the bike has enough torque to not change gears so many times uh, and uh, yeah you're getting there then you're just comfortable getting there uh so yeah, i think that fatigue is less for you i guess yeah yeah the fatigue factor is not there yeah and uh, you started i mean i think i think it's got to do with maturity and getting older as well i know there's a lot of people who are going to write to me and say hey listen you know what uh, i'm 40 doesn't mean that i need to always buy an adv so i'm okay with that thing <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people who are like listen i write i whatever works for whoever as long as we are riding yeah yeah or talking about it we are okay <laughs> yeah which brings me up to a very interesting question there was somebody who asked me which is the best adv to the so i'm going to ask you <laughs> i'm going to ask you which is the biggest and, and then i'll get on to the topic which we have completely missed out which is small and big but yeah which is the best adv to the for you the one that we can afford the one you can afford that's good you know what the funny thing was when somebody asks me that question right i tell them what is in your garage that could be your best adv to the you know you could you could make that your best yeah. adv to the and uh, and there are people who are very happy like i said the guy who went to uh, ladakh on a hayabusa we saw a person who went to ladakh on a diawal <laughs> so <laughs> there are a few stories like that you know but yeah, like i said if you're taking i know someone who's taken the rx up to this thing and this is in the past couple of years yeah not yeah. before when they were the only bike yeah yeah, yeah. exactly 
So let's get back now. If you were, if you had the money, uh, considering our situation, the roads and uh, the speeds that we can go up to, uh, would you go for a small ADV, a mid ADV, mid level ADV, or you would go for a big ADV, the GSs and all that? Would you? Where would you put your money? Um, it has to be between the small and the mid size. Okay. So. My sweet spot is somewhere between the 300 to 650 class, okay. or 800 at the most if I'm biased, if I'm biased towards the old tiger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if I was to, if, if, I mean, there's a lot of people who look at me also. I mean, there's garage, there's, there's superb mechanics in this country. Some of them are really superb mechanics in this country. And they always tell me that, you know, hey, you know, you've got 800 CC, but are you using those triple cylinders? Are you using that much power and torque? There is a, <laughs> I mean, there is a <laughs> sense of pride in owning a GS or the Tiger, which I agree. I mean, eventually, uh, I, I feel eventually every person, I'm not going to say man, but every person, uh, will want to own a big ADV, which is a GS at the end of their, you know, I'm a 45, 50 year old, and he said, listen, life should be perfect now, and, you know, I'll buy the most perfect bike, which is made in this country, which I believe it is, though. I don't know about your thoughts, but it is. Uh, nah, I'm, no, you know, I'm okay. not gonna go up there. No, <laughs> that's way too much tech, way too much power that can be handled safely on Indian roads. Yeah, yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy that. So we'll come back okay. and we we'll say. So you yeah. say 300 and 300 to 600 or up to an 800 is what is yeah. more than enough in this country. That's what you're saying. So what I like about the bigger ADVs is their you know, premium performance. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you know, multiple cylinders. You've got higher horsepower, better torque, mm-hmm. and the tech is there. And, you know, in terms of uh, going back again, the two-stroke in me always loves the exhaust notes on the bigger multi-cylinder bikes, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it just sounds sweet and it does another added thing until at least the electric come by. Yeah. So there's another side to it as well, which I think... Uh, uh, is cost of ownership of a small to a, a mid to a big. And, uh, I mean, for my, for me, it can be a mass to a premium to a very premium, super premium kind of thing. So I'm going to go with the same line, which is, you know, the mid entry and everything. And I remember, uh, I mean, I was this weekend, I, I, I was actually on the 390 ADV, which is a, I call it an affordable, uh, tourer that you can make it into an ADV tourer and you can go to places. And uh, the funny thing was, I uh, uh, the sense of not having to worry about things when you get into the trails and going to your adventure, which is what these bikes are supposed to do. And you sit there, you're like, listen, if I drop this bike or if this bike has a problem here, you know, can it be fixed? Uh, so the 390 adventure, the same with the Himalayan. Like I can think of the same thing, which is you can come down back and there might be a service center soon, you know. Uh, I think with the big ADVs, I know they're reliable or not, but I've seen people who've put them in an RSA just because uh, there was a puncture and nobody could repair that puncture. And this is something that was on the road to Goa. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of a limitation that I can see with big ADVs and a small ADV. The other thing that I can think of is the cost. I mean, I remember dropping the bike and we lost the mirror and the clamp, uh, the clutch clamp where it is mounted. And... That thing we came back to KTM and it costs us 71 rupees just to change it. So you're back on the road, you know, and it's a little bit break as much as we want without a worry. Yeah. And that's the advantage of the smaller affordable ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe that's why it's called an affordability. <laughs> it's called because you know you don't have to worry. And I I think the other thing is availability of parts. I mean everybody is everybody knows that the premium uh, you know that your part can take some time. You know it's not that it's going to be available some days or tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Which is what the affordable thing. I I believe you're Himalayan as well. Like when you've broken something, you know the part is going to be there. You know, you know it's going to be. You can pay it and get out of the service tomorrow. You know today. So I think those are big things that play into uh, the decision. But yeah, it's a, yeah. I think I, I I think that's that's the biggest. You know, I think the affordability is the biggest thing in this part of the world. So I guess that's where it is. Cool. So do you, do you have anything else that uh, you want? You've got any experience on small and big ADVs that you want to tell us about? So, so, I mean, affordable and the fact that, you know, it exposes, uh, it actually encourages having lowered the entry point into this exciting niche or genre, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it encourages more people to try things out. Yeah. And I think more people trying out ADV bikes, mm-hmm. they will realize that, hey, you know, the practicality factor, the fun factor mm-hmm. is better yeah. on these more. You know, yeah. on these kinds of motorcycles. Then as the wallet and individual preferences, they can go up the ladder or they can be happy as I am in the, you know, sweet spot of 400, 500 cc bikes. Yeah. So I guess, I guess you're, interestingly, you've added that point. I think there's another point that comes to it is, uh, if people have bought an ADV, I think the reason, the biggest reason is you should be covering kilometers. And yeah. You know, covering kilometers could be a very, it can be an affordable option, but covering kilometers on a premium is, could not be an affordable option, you know. Uh, I mean, tires, uh, tires are a big thing, they're variables. Uh, they're all, like it makes a big difference to how much money you want to put in getting to do kilometers. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm actually, the, the funny thing was I was, when I saw the Himalayan launch on the KTM, I kept looking at myself and said, I don't, it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. But I'm so happy that uh, motorcyclists now have an option to be able to get into riding an ADV and going those kilometers, going further, simple. And I think that's a good thing. That's a superb thing that has come up. But yeah, it's it's again like your pocket. And the smaller ADVs are also lighter to hustle around. Yeah. Uh, they also blend better somewhat. The bigger ADVs tend end up attracting a fair bit of attention when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. And perception, you know, beyond the cities and into the towns and the trails where you want to go, you know, it, things are, things can get a bit more focused. The focus comes back, you know, spotlight comes back to a bigger, more premium ID. Yeah. Whereas the smaller ones are like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of thing is Yeah. And we have quite a fair bit of market as well currently. Yeah. So that's what I love. I mean, 20, I think 2019, 2020, 2020, not so much, but uh, definitely 2018, 2019 has been good. So, yeah. you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, I can see at least almost what, eight, ten motorcycles in the ADV segment that are yeah. there currently. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is, which is nice. I mean, you start off at what the lowest is the X-Pulse. Hmm. I mean, to me, what I love about the X-Pulse is that it's, you know, the best way to get into, to start off with your Enduro Trail yeah. riding scenario. Yeah. 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 So 
Hi again. It's Suhaib. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you have anything to say with about motorcycles and more, uh, DM us on Instagram, and I'll be more than happy to uh, get you on the show and hear your experiences.